Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then, fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Welcome to Unexplained Extra, with me, Richard McLean-Smith, where for the weeks in between episodes we look at stories and ideas that for one reason or other didn't make it into the previous show. In last week's episode, How the End Always Is, we hitched a ride with the Gulf Breeze 6, six US Army intelligence analysts who became convinced they'd uncovered evidence that the world was about to end. The group who in 1990 went AWOL from their listening post in Augsburg, Germany, were eventually captured a week later in Gulf Breeze, Florida. Some reports suggested the group had travelled to Florida, intending to either kill the Antichrist or to rendezvous with a spaceship that would help them escape the apocalypse. The official explanation, later offered by the group, however, was that they'd only planned to make a brief stop in Florida before heading inland to find somewhere safe and remote to await the end of the world and prepare for the arrival of the second coming of Jesus. Little is known publicly about what happened to the Gulf Breeze 6 after their release, with the exception of Vance Davis, who published a book in 1995 titled Unbroken Promises, which details the entire escapade and gives a little more insight into their thinking. For all the group's alleged brushes with PSYOPs training, their communicating with spirits through a Ouija board, to the not only being warned of an apparent intergalactic plot to destroy humankind, but then also actually acting on what they've been told. What stands out most of all for me is how reminiscent it all is of modern conspiracy theory. It's been speculated that before heading off to the hills to hide themselves away, the group had hoped to meet up with a man named Bill Cooper. In the late 1980s, Cooper, who'd served in the US Navy, developed a reputation among UFO enthusiasts after he claimed to have witnessed documents showing the United States government were communicating with aliens. A year after the Gulf Breeze 6 went AWOL, Cooper, also known as Milton William Cooper, published a book titled 
Behold a Pale Horse. The book, which is said to have established Cooper as the godfather of modern conspiracy theory, was a treasure trove of conspiracy and paranoia, covering everything from the supposed truth about UFOs to secret population control programs, and of course, the Illuminati. Ten years later, he was dead, killed by local law enforcement after drunkenly initiating a shootout on his property, or as many of his followers might tell you, at least that's what they want you to believe. Milton William Cooper was born in Long Beach, California in 1943. Not much is known about his early life other than the fact he claimed to have served in the United States Navy, Air Force and Naval Intelligence until being discharged in 1975. Public records, however, show only that he served in the Navy, during which he completed two tours in Vietnam as a riverboat captain. It was sometime in 1972 Surrounded by the chaos of the American-Vietnam War, the Cooper developed the distinct feeling that, as his biographer Mark Jacobson would put it, something wasn't right. Cooper would later claim that it was around this time that he came across a series of top-secret documents that apparently contained details of an agreement between the United States government and a sinister alien race intent on enslaving entire sections of humanity and creating a new world order. In 1975, after his discharge, Cooper claimed he tried to leak the story to a journalist, only to find himself being run off the road by a black limousine while out riding his motorbike one afternoon. A month later, having miraculously survived this first assault, the mysterious limo appeared again. Only this time, Cooper wasn't so lucky, the resulting crash leaving him with only one leg. Having seemingly got the message... Cooper wouldn't resurface again until 1984 when he sent an essay to writer Gray Barker for publication in a newsletter he was putting together at the time. The essay, outlining the secret alien plot Cooper claimed to have uncovered, cemented his reputation among UFO enthusiasts and enabled him to begin hitting the lecture circuit. As noted by Richard Ruelas and Rob O'Dell for the Arizona Republic, It was after conducting a lecture in Sedona in 1989 that Cooper, now touting himself as a former US Naval Intelligence member, was introduced to local publisher Melody Orion Swanson. Having been impressed by Cooper's talk, Swanson offered him the opportunity to collate all his research and ideas into a book. The result was Beyond a Pale Horse, which was published in 1991. Comprised of almost 500 pages of official-looking documents, mixed with Cooper's own thoughts and interpretations, the book painted a sinister and to many compelling picture of secret powers and shadow organisations intent on controlling the world and everyone in it. And, as is all too often the case with such conspiracist thinking, anti-Semitism was never far away. One passage highlighting the Rothschild family as seemingly the only people ever to have run a bank or to have done so for profit is especially jarring. A little less subtle, however, was the inclusion of a text known as the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. First published in Russia in 1903, the text purports to describe 
a Jewish plan for global domination. Except the entire thing is a hoax. Once described as probably the most influential work of anti-Semitism ever written, Cooper would later claim the text's inherent anti-Semitism was merely a smokescreen used to hide its true meaning, which is only revealed if you substitute Jews with the Illuminati. Taking a rather different view, publisher Melody O'Ryan Swanson elected to remove the chapter in the most recent edition. Do you ever have trouble sleeping? One especially spooky podcast keeping you up all night, perhaps? Do you ever worry that you aren't getting all the nutrients you need for your body to thrive? Athletic Greens is a great-tasting multivitamin and multimineral made from the most absorbable form of each ingredient that takes the guesswork out of knowing what to take or from where. What's more, Athletic Greens goes beyond the standard multivitamin by encompassing other nutrient categories to give you much more, helping to support gut health, energy, immunity, stress and sleep. With as many as 75 vitamins, minerals and whole food sourced ingredients, you'd be hard-pressed to find a more nutrient-dense formula on the market. I enjoy it because it tastes good and makes getting as much high-quality nutrition as possible incredibly easy. So if you're looking to upgrade your multivitamin or take one nutritional formula that's going to help your daily nutritional basis, then you want to consider Athletic Greens. Right now, Athletic Greens is also giving my audience a special offer on top of their all-in-one formula, which is a free liquid vitamin D supplement amounting to a one-year supply with your first purchase for additional immune support. Make an investment in your health today and try the ultimate all-in-one wellness bundle and support your immunity, gut health and energy by visiting athleticgreens.com unexplained. That's athleticgreens.com unexplained. Sales of Cooper's book and the scrawl of ideas laid out within it were slow initially, but before long, it started to take off, having appeared to have struck a chord. In short, because there was nothing else quite like it. With its mix of sincere rhetoric and reams of supposed evidence suggesting genuine research had been conducted, for anybody with even an inkling that not all was as it seemed in the corridors of power, it was at the very least intriguing even if some of the ideas were a little more far-fetched than others. That Cooper had opened the book with the assertion that some of the conclusions he drew from his work may be wrong only seemed to bolster its sense of authenticity. And as with critics of conspiracy theories in general, the problem for the book's detractors was that occasionally there was more than a little truth to what Cooper was saying. The US government, for example, may not have fabricated the moon landings in partnership with the Hollywood studio, but they really did have a secret programme to investigate and master the use of psychic warfare, despite denying it for years. And though the US government is not concocting a plan with Bill Gates to use a COVID-19 vaccination drive to secretly implant everyone with a microchip, US doctors did secretly infect around 700 people in Guatemala with syphilis in the 1940s in order to study the effects of penicillin. None of which is documented in Cooper's book, but is just to say that military organisations, governments and public officials lie and obfuscate frequently for all sorts of reasons, some benign and some far less so. And for all its anti-Semitism and promoting of thoroughly debunked nonsense like the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, 
buried within Cooper's text, you might also find proclamations such as how cash, quote, will be replaced by a cashless system that will allow the government to monitor our every action by computer and, if you attempt to stay out of the system, you will not be allowed to buy, sell, work, get medical care, or anything else we all take for granted. Or how, quote, the sharp increase of prescriptions of psychoactive drugs like Prozac and Ritalin to younger and younger children will inevitably lead to a rash of horrific school shootings and that these incidents will be used by elements of the federal government as an excuse to infringe upon the citizenry's Second Amendment rights. It isn't exactly how things might be, but when held up against a certain kind of light, it can begin to look to some like maybe he was onto something. To pick just the last quote apart, it seems prescient in light of school shootings such as the Columbine High School shooting of 1999. And yet, although children are far too often and too easily prescribed strong psychoactive drugs, it would be by no means the sole reason why a school shooting might occur. Furthermore, where Cooper says that such a school shooting would be used as an excuse for the federal government to infringe on Second Amendment rights, you might just as easily say that such a shooting provides a completely legitimate reason for a federal government to want to question the benefits of Second Amendment rights. There is, as ever, some truth in there, but what prism you view it through will determine exactly just what you believe that truth to be. Not long after the publication of Behold a Pale Horse, Cooper moved to the quiet town of Edgar, Arizona, where he began a radio show called Hour of the Time. Cooper was a natural behind the microphone and gained many more fans with his innate confidence and authority and lack of any specific political agenda. In 1995, however, Cooper's peddling of conspiracy would have a decidedly real-world impact when in April that year, Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols parked a bomb outside a federal building in Oklahoma City, resulting in the deaths of 168 people. McVeigh, who was a fan of Cooper's, had committed the attack in retaliation for what he saw as a gradual, unending erosion of citizens' rights by the US government. Then, in 2001, something startling occurred. During the June 28th broadcast of his The Hour of the Time show that year, Cooper remarked on an old CNN broadcast he'd seen earlier that day. Conducted by journalist Peter Arnett in March 1997, it has since become infamous as the first interview in which Osama bin Laden openly declared war on the United States. What had drawn Cooper's ire, however, was how easily it seemed for Arnett to locate bin Laden when the US government claimed not to be able to find him at the time. It could only mean one thing, he thought. The government wanted him to be seen. Or, in other words, they allowed the interview to go ahead so that a new bogeyman could be beamed into the collective conscious of the Western world. As Cooper would remark later in that day's show, something terrible is going to happen in this country, and whatever is going to happen they're going to blame it on Osama bin Laden. Don't you even believe it? The rest is history. Cooper's foreshadowing of the September 11th attack 
on the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center in New York cemented his reputation in conspiracist circles forever. In the immediate aftermath of the attacks, Cooper took to the airways once more, commenting as the two towers collapsed that might they in fact have been brought down by controlled demolition, orchestrated by the US government. This wild speculation would form the flimsy bedrock from which the 9-11 truther movement would spring up. In July 2001, Cooper got into an altercation with the local resident of Edgar after accusing him of spying on him. At the time, the man, Scott Hamblin, had merely parked up with his wife and kids to enjoy the view from a hill close to Cooper's house. Cooper had pulled a gun on him, pointed it at his head and told him to stay away from his property. When Hamblin told the local sheriff's office, a warrant was issued for Cooper's arrest. At the time, Cooper was under investigation for tax evasion and had become increasingly paranoid and erratic, convinced the government had a vendetta against him. Drinking more and more, he had effectively become a recluse, telling friends and listeners that he'd been forced to send his wife and kids abroad for their own protection. In truth, they'd simply left him and relocated to California. One night in November 2001, a group of local sheriff's deputies staged a fake party at the end of Cooper's Drive, using loud music in the hope that it might force him to leave his house, enabling them to arrest him without getting into a standoff. As planned, Cooper duly appeared at the front door, scrambled into his truck and sped off down the hill to confront the apparent revellers. But Cooper failed to get out of his truck. Realising it was a trap, he sped off back to the house as the deputies gave chase. In a chaotic scramble to get inside, Cooper had almost made it to the front door when he spun around and opened fire. As a hail of bullets shot out, one deputy took a hit to the head. Needing no further invitation, another deputy returned fire, hitting Cooper in the heart and the head, killing him instantly. When the manner of Cooper's death hit the news, one commentator more than any other provided the most in-depth coverage. A 27-year-old small-time broadcaster from Austin, Texas, called Alex Jones. Many years later, a message sent by Q, the supposed originator of the QAnon conspiracy movement, or at the very least, an iteration of who Q purports to be, tacitly endorsed Cooper's book, sending it immediately to the top of Amazon's bestsellers lists. Today, having sold well over 300,000 copies and often topping the lists of the most shoplifted book in the USA, it remains as popular as ever. If you enjoy Unexplained and would like to help supporters, you can now do so via Patreon. To receive access to ad-free episodes, discount on merchandise, as well as brand new video and audio content exclusive to Patreon members, just go to patreon.com forward slash unexplained pod to sign up. Or if you'd like to make a one-time donation, you can go to unexplainedpodcast.com forward slash support. All donations, no matter how large or small, are greatly appreciated. Unexplained the book and audiobook 
featuring 10 stories that have never before been covered on the show, is now available to buy worldwide. You can purchase through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Waterstones, among other bookstores. All elements of Unexplained, including the show's music, are produced by me, Richard McLean-Smith. Please subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to podcasts, and feel free to get in touch with any thoughts or ideas regarding the stories you've heard on the show. Perhaps you have an explanation of your own you'd like to share. You can reach us online at unexplainedpodcast.com or Twitter at unexplainedpod and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash unexplainedpodcast. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd.